All right. Good morning, OC Church. I'm super excited that we get a chance to come together here in 2021 and that we get a chance to really uh, talk about our new theme for 2021, which is Renew. You know, today's lesson is going to be entitled Renewed Vision. So if you could turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter 24, that would be fantastic. You know, as the OC Church leans into a new year, I do want to encourage us to look at 2021 through a renewed lens of adventure. Hey, we're on adventure, let's be real. And and every adventure we prepare, you know, as we go on adventures, we always prepare our minds for something unexpected and we kind of wait in eager expectation for actually what will happen while we're on this adventure. And when it comes to our faith, this kind of renewed mindset allows us to adapt and pivot to the adversity that comes our way. And we're able to be mobilized and not paralyzed by the challenges of life. You know, with God on our side, we can be resilient and flexible, knowing that we're not alone, but that God is with us. God is leading us on our adventure. You know, I really want to, you know, just take a moment and think about it. God knows 2020 was difficult. God knows that it was a challenging time for most of us, uh, but you know, we've already seen 2021 already has its own set of challenges. Uh, but the good news is no matter what happens in our lives, our church, our world, no matter what's going on, even if it feels like things are out of control, God has never lost control. And that makes me feel secure about the God that I serve. You know, the good, uh, in, excuse me, in First Timothy chapter 2, um, you know, as we, as we kind of look in the news and we see what's going on in Capitol Hill and in many capitals around the U.S., you know, it's, it can be a, a distressful time. And so Paul gave Timothy some very specific instruction of how to handle times like this. And he says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, I urge then, first of all, that petitions and prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior. You know, obviously as disciples, we want to please God, our Savior. We want to be godly and we want to be holy and set apart from what's going on in the world right now. And so God is telling us during these times, as you face these challenges, come to me in prayer, come to me in in petitions, come to me in intercession and and thanksgiving for all people, but especially for those in authority. And we need these prayers. So I want to encourage you as you look at the news, as you see what's going on in this world, I want to encourage you to pray and to pray again and to keep praying until God gives you peace. And so let's go ahead and pray before we get into our service today. Father, I want to thank you, God. It's uh, amazing to be able to start this new year. And as we see things in the news and we see the challenges that are already facing us, God, we know that you are in complete control. We know that you have never lost control. And we're grateful for that, God. We're grateful knowing that you are an amazing and powerful God and that nothing happens outside of you. And so I pray, God, for the authorities that are in government. God, I pray for uh, even the authorities here in the church, God, that you will 
Help us to live peaceful and quiet lives in godliness and holiness and that each disciple will live a peaceful and quiet life in godliness and holiness so that we can please you and we love you and we pray that you would be with this lesson today, God, that you would renew our vision, that you would strengthen us, God, that you would help us to be who we need to be in 2021 for your glory and for your honor. You know, as we stated earlier, the theme for the year is renew. And so, really, you ask yourself, what does that mean? What does it mean? What does it mean in the Hebrew? What does it mean, you know, in the Greek? Well, the Hebrew is just, you know, it's renew or to repair. In the Greek, it's to make new or to make new again. And that would be like as in completing a process by moving from one stage to the next, uh, a higher and more developed stage to really cause to grow up, uh, to move from passivity to new strength and vigor, uh, to be changed in a new way of life. That's what renew means in the Bible. That's what it means in the original languages. And so as we look today at Joshua, you know, we, we see that God was using Joshua to call his people one last time before he passed away to renew their covenant with him in Shechem. And so in Joshua 24, we'll get there in a minute, but I want to make sure you have that open. Uh, we see that this book in Joshua was written with the renewed vision to encourage people, hey, take the land that God has already promised you. It's already yours. You just need to take the step forward. You just need to lean in and go get it. And, and so God promised this land and thus the name promised land. And, and we know that a few chapters before, Joshua had said these words to remind the people of God, of the amazing God that they served, and how he had been faithful to his covenant with them, how he had never pulled back ever on any of his promises. And it says in Joshua 21, verse 43 through 45, it says, So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give them and their ancestors, and they took possession of it, and they settled there, the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. I mean, that's an amazing fulfillment of promise. And that's the power and that's the faithfulness and that's the love of the God that we serve. And so... As we read this and as we look at this, this fulfillment of the vision that God had instilled in our brothers when they were on their journey, when, when they had to leave Egypt and when they had to face the Red Sea and then they had to spend, you know, 40 years in the desert, basically a, a, a full year kind of just getting prepared and, and kind of trying to figure out how to move forward in Mount Sinai. And then another 39 years wandering through the desert on this journey, on this adventure, waiting until the time where they would then cross over into the promised land. And this really was an amazing and wild adventure that they were on. And as we go into 2021, I want us to look through this lens of adventure. Where is God taking us? What is God doing? And like our brothers and sisters in the book of Joshua, I really believe that the OC ministry, the OC region needs a renewed vision of where we're going and, and how we're going to get there and to be reminded of the God that we serve. And as a staff and eldership, we've been trying to, we've been really trying to crystallize how, 
what is the vision? How are we going to move forward as a church? And, and as we're meeting with our core groups and our own ministries, we, we want to kind of crystallize that vision so that we can really reach our communities for Christ. But we know two things are very crystal clear when it comes to our church and when it comes to our faith right now. Number one, our church is aging in Orange County. And, and we all need to pray to understand how can all of us play a role in deliberately understanding how we can reach uh, this next generation, because that's really who Joshua was trying to inspire there at Shechem, was the next generation. And so when we think about the next generation as a staff, we're, we're thinking age you know, 15 to 35, kind of that range of people where we're trying to figure out how can we continually renew the church and strengthen the church going forward so we're here for many, many years to come. Also, the church is really under attack in our faith. And so, you know, we got to realize we're in a spiritual battle and the world is pulling people away, pulling people away from their faith. And, you know, Barna Research, uh, they're a kind of a famous company that does reliable research. And they wrote an article entitled The State of the Church, How America Relates to Christianity is Changing. Basically, they surveyed 100,000 adults asking if they were practicing Christians. In 2009, 50% of the people said, yeah, I'm a practicing Christian. But in 2020, that number reduced to 25% saying, yeah, I'm a practicing Christian. And at that rate, I'm very concerned about the future of the Christian faith. But more specifically, we have to ask ourselves in our own walk with God, in our own Christian faith, am I practicing the Christian faith? I can't change what other people do. I can't be swayed by these stats to get nervous or freaked out. I got to take responsibility and ask myself, am I, am I practicing the Christian faith? And are we going to stand in the gap in a world where Christian faith is, is disappearing? And are we going to be the Christians that hold on to our faith, even if others let it go? And so we need a renewal of vision of why this church was planted 31 years ago and, and, and why so many of us have made so many sacrifices for this church over the 31 years that we have been together. You know, Joshua Chapter 24 is really Joshua trying to renew their vision. He's trying to remind them of the covenant that they made, of the God that they served and how God had done all these things for them and why they should continue to serve him. And we need the same thing today. As we go into 2021, we got to know why are we doing what we're doing and are we committed to doing it as we made that decision at our baptism? So how do we do this? Point number one, you got to present yourself before God. In Joshua 24, verse 1, it says, Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. You know, God said, hey, I want you to present yourself before me. And why did Joshua assemble these tribal leaders at Shechem? You know, I believe this was a pivotal time. In fact, Joshua was dying. And it was Joshua's final opportunity 
to dissuade the people from being influenced by the world around them. And so he didn't want them to blend into the, the places around them and lose their identity in Christ or in God, excuse me. Um, he did not want them to lose their identity as God's holy people. They were losing their vision of God's plan for their life. They were drifting from their covenant relationship with God. And so Joshua was like, hey, I got to step in. I got to say something. I got to help them to really grasp, you know, and, and understand why they shouldn't conform to the manners and the customs and the sins of the pagan nations all around them. And so at this time in Shechem, God was expecting them to renew their covenant. Why Shechem? Why that place of all places? You know, this was a place where God had used, you know, many different people throughout history. And we see in Genesis 12 that the Lord appeared to Abraham at Shechem. We know in Genesis 33 that Jacob set an altar to God at Shechem. In Genesis 35, Jacob called God's people. He said, look, you guys have got to bury your idols And it was at Shechem when he did that. He was calling them back to their covenant relationship with God. He was giving them a vision of God's plan for their life. And so they needed to be able to make these radical spiritual decisions for them to continue to be effective in their faith. Now, one thing I know for a fact is that God's people back then were prone to wander, but we're also prone to wander. I'm prone to wander. You know, even as I was preparing the sermon, you know, my wife kind of walked in while I was working and I kind of got upset with her. And I was like, man, I'm just, oh, I've got to be more spiritual. I've got to, I've got to, I'm so prone to go where my sinful nature will take me. You know, even as I'm walking my dog and, and, and even yesterday as I'm walking my dog, there's another girl walking her dog. And I was tempted to even try to get her attention or try to talk to her. And I'm like, Where's this coming from? You know, like I'm so prone to wander. I know outside of God, I am a mess and I need to be close to God and I need to be able to get open with the brothers around me so that I don't go down a dark path, which could easily happen to any one of us because we are prone to wander just like they were prone to wander. And that's why we got to find our personal Shechem. We got to go to those places and stand before God and present ourselves before God and and renew our covenant with him and renew that closeness with him. And maybe for you, you know, it's your backyard. Maybe for you, it's, it's a mountain. Maybe for you, it's, it's a beach. For me, it's a beach. I love to go down to the beach and just pray to God. My wife and I love to go down and pray multiple times a week to just go pray and walk along the pier or just sit in our truck and just pray and just cry out to God and really, you know, entrust ourselves to him and and beg that he would renew our strength and renew a steadfast spirit within us so that we could teach transgressors his ways. And we know that we are not strong enough on our own to do that. And so we've got to find our personal Shechem. Now, what did it mean to renew their covenant? Because they were being called to renew their covenant. You know, the covenant of law defined the relationship between God and Israel's ruler and the people as God's subjects. It spelled out how God expected his people to live and promised blessings for obedience. But each generation and individual had to personally agree 
to this national contract with God. Now, was it actually a physical contract? Absolutely not, but it was a contract of the heart. And in our hearts, we have to renew that love for God. We have to renew that all the time. And, and so we've got to really be aware that what they experienced then isn't really any different than what we experienced. You know, Joshua had been to Shechem before for a time of renewal years earlier. In Joshua 8, verse 30, the Bible says, Then Joshua built on Mount Ebal an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel. In verse 34 and 35, it says, Afterward, and this is in Shechem, in the valley between Mount Ebal and Mount Gerashim, it says, Joshua read all the words of the law, the blessings and the curses, just as it was written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read to the whole assembly of Israel, including the women and the children and the foreigners that lived among them. So Joshua got up and he was reading the Bible and he's going for it, you know, he's reading the entire law. And, and so he's got everyone gathered around and they're listening to every single word. And that was a time of renewal for them. And so Joshua knew that God's word had power to renew the hearts of his people. That's why he wanted them to all hear this. That's why he wanted them to listen to the entire Torah. So what I want to suggest is that we try something new in Orange County in 2021. You know, I want to invite you to join me and many others uh, as we begin reading the entire New Testament through a different lens, I want you to look at it through the lens of adventure, a renewed lens of adventure. As you read the scripture, as you read the New Testament, as you read each verse, think about the adventure that they were going on and think about the adventure that you are going on in your current situation and, and, and begin to look through a different lens. You know, a lot of people right now are saying people do better in this 2020 in 2021 culture with COVID and, and all these lockdowns, people do better if they can look at it through the lens of adventure. And so I want us to do that as a church, uh, not just in our daily lives, but also in our daily reading. And, and I believe it'll provide a, a renewed sense of God's word and a renewed sense of what does it practically mean for me to live on this adventure as as they face challenges, Jesus faced challenges, as the disciples faced challenges, as the first century church faced challenges, they constantly faced adversity and we're facing adversities now. And so we wanna see how they handle it so we can know how we can handle it in a way that will bring glory to God. You know, we see how God renewed their strength and they were able to release unprecedented amounts of compassion on their communities. And we know that if we will follow their lead that we too in Orange County can release unprecedented amounts of compassion on our communities here in Orange County. And so I really want to encourage you to, to think about that as you read this and hopefully we can read it together. But I know that, you know, I, it, it's up to you if you want to do it, but I want to encourage you to join me and join others who are going to be doing it. And as God renews a steadfast spirit within us, I believe God will use us in an amazing way in 2021. So what does this look like? We're calling it the Renew Testament Reading Plan, okay? Renew Testament Reading Plan. And basically, you would read five chapters of the New Testament each week. Uh, we will begin on January 19th, 
And by December 31st, we will have finished all 27 books of the New Testament. You know, last year we read um, two books together. We read two books, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and A Crown That Will Last. This week, I'm challenging you to read 27 books, which is the number of books in the New Testament. And I believe if we do this together, that God will work in a very, very amazing way. But I want you to imagine what God can do in your heart and what he can do in our church as we collectively do this. And so I really want to just put that challenge out there for whoever would like to join us. And one more thing about Joshua. Uh, The majority of the book of Joshua describes the distribution of the promised land to the 12 tribes of Israel. Basically, large portions of the territory, they were blocked out for them, and each tribe was given the charge, you go and you take that land. You go and you possess that land. And I believe that God has given us territories here in Orange County. You know, we have uh, 3.2 million people in Orange County. We have 34 cities, not to mention those that are unincorporated. And, and, And I believe God is saying, hey, here's your territory. Here's your block, and maybe you start with just your block, where you currently live, the people on your block. And you make a decision, hey, you know what? I'm going to be faithful, and I'm going to reach these people. And I know it's going to be a little more challenging in COVID-19, but there are different things. There's neighborhood apps that we can get involved in and find different ways that we can connect with our neighbors, you know, out walking the dog, different ways. We're going to have to be creative, but it doesn't mean we have to just sit home in, in 2021 and just, you know not even share our faith at all. And so I really want to encourage you to be careful and wise about it, but let's not forget that God has entrusted this territory, that God has entrusted us this land, and he's given this adventure to go on and try to find people who can join us in this adventure. You know, I want you to ask yourself two questions before we, as we close out this point. Have I taken the challenge to reach the land blocked out for me? And number two, do I believe that God's word read daily has the power to renew my faith, to renew my spirit, to renew a steadfast spirit within me? These are two questions I want you to wrestle with and I want you to think about it and I want you to really ask yourself, actually, we'll add another question to it. Are you a Christian that is practicing their faith? These are things that we got to stand before God. We got to come before God and we got to ask ourselves these two things, uh, these three things actually, as we present ourselves before God. Point number two, and we'll close it out here. God provides the victory. And so if you uh, look there in verse two through 13, it says, and Joshua said to all the people, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, long ago, your fathers lived before the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahor, And they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt and I sent Moses and Aaron and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of in the midst of it. And afterwards, I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt and you came to the sea and the Egyptians pursued your fathers and the chariots and the horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and he made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. 
You lived in the wilderness a long time. I mean, this whole this is an adventure, right? This is an adventure. He said, you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you out to the land of the Amorites who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you and I gave them into your hands and you took possession of their land and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, the king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. And he sent and invited Balak, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to Balaam. Indeed, he blessed you. So I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over the Jordan and you came to Jericho and the leaders of Jericho fought against you and also the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. And I gave them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you and the two kings of the Amorites. And it was not by your sword or by your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored and cities that you had not built and you dwell in them. You eat the fruits of the vineyard, the olive orchards that you did not plant. And so he's telling them and he's reminding them, hey, look, I gave you all of this. You didn't build it. You didn't do these things, but I gave this to you to go and possess, to go and reach. And, and, you know, when we think about Orange County, we didn't build Orange County. We didn't do, you know, all, all these amazing communities. And, and we didn't, you know, well, hopefully you're invested in the Irvine company because they're making, seems like a ton of money. But, but, but we're not part of the Irvine company. At least I don't know anyone who is. And, and, and so we weren't planning these things, but God has given us Orange County. He set it up. And now he's saying, hey, go Go get it. Go reach this land. Go help these people. But you know what? You're not going to do it in your own power. Just like he told them, you did not do it with your own sword or bow. He's like, I did it. I did it. But I just trusted you. If you would take that step, if you would lean in to what I'm asking you to do, that I could bless you in ways that you can't even imagine. And I believe that God wants to do that today here in Orange County. I believe that God wants to do that even in the midst of a pandemic. I believe that God wants to do that in each one of our hearts. But we have to make choices of whether or not we're going to do these things. We have to make deliberate choices to obey God and to live out what God has called us to live out. And, you know, as we think about communion, as we prepare for communion, you know, Joshua called on them to renew their decisions, and their visions. And he had challenged them, really, in a sense, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this. And he keeps reminding them of all the things he had done. And when we think about the New Testament, the Bible says that we we take communion in remembrance of Jesus, of all that he has done. And as we look at Joshua 24, 14 through 15, it says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the God of your ancestors' worship beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, he says, we will serve the Lord. And these are decisions we have to make. They're constant decisions that we have to make if we're going to experience a renewed vision of what God is trying to do in 2021. So as we prepare our hearts together to take communion, as we remember all that Jesus has done, as we think about 
the deliberate choices that Jesus made to go to the cross for us. Let's make decisions to present ourselves before God. At some point in this next week, get away, present yourself before God and and begin to ask those questions that we talked about. And then also remember, this is not about you. God will provide the victory. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know everything. You just have to take that step of faith and be willing. And God will renew your vision of how he can use your life. So let's go ahead and pray uh, together as we take communion. Father, I want to thank you, God. Just you're amazing. You are incredible. Thank you that you are such a faithful, faithful God. And thank you that you give us choices to make every day. And thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you that we get a chance to remember all the blessings and all the promises that you fulfilled throughout history. And thank you for sending Jesus and being able to remember the choices he made, that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and he went there for us. And I pray, God, that as we are on our journey, as we are on our adventure in 2021, that you will help us to remember, that you will help us to come to you and to rely on you for a renewed vision in 2021. Love you, Jesus. I thank you for this time to be together with the church. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and look forward to being with you next week. You can find more information about our church on our website, occhurchofchrist.com or on the OC Church of Christ app located in the App Store. You can also watch live services on our Facebook and YouTube pages, which are located on our app and website. Thank you for listening and may God bless your day.